Good evening, Wart listeners. You are tuned into Query, Madison's longest-running radio program devoted to LGBTQ plus issues. My name is Bill Kingsbury, and I'll be your host this evening. I'm pleased to have with me in the studio the co-chairs of the Wisconsin Assembly's Transgender Parent and Non-Binary Advocate Caucus. And we'll be talking with them in just a minute. Evening once again, and thank you for staying tuned to Query. This is Bill Kingsbury, one of your rotating cast of hosts, and tonight I am extremely pleased to have with me in the studio Representative Melissa Ratcliffe of the 46th Assembly District in Cottage Grove and Representative Ryan Clancy of the 19th Assembly Assembly District in Milwaukee. Good evening, representatives, and welcome to Query. Thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. Thanks, Bill. Um, Both of you also serve on your respective county boards of supervisors. Is there anything else you'd like us to know about you? Professional background? Anything? (laughs) So I I love playing pinball, and I have an extra set of teeth. Okay. That's great. (laughs) What? (laughs) How do I come back from that? Whoa, he's showing me his extra set of teeth. Uh... Pinball, huh? I didn't know that. You yeah. don't have that in your office. No, not yet. Okay. Well, He's waiting ha- until you guys are in the majority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that'll be soon, right? So <laughs> we have that to look forward to. Um, I, I, things you don't know about me. Let's see. I'm also a paralegal in addition to being on the county board and in the state assembly. All right. That's great. So I heard about the transgender Parent and Non-Binary Advocacy Caucus, Tipanac, Tipanac? Tipanac. Tipanac. Um, maybe in September or October, you guys sent out a news release about what our good friends on <laughs> the Republican side of the aisle are up to as far as transgender legislation. And I was like, wow, we have a, we have a Transgender Parent and Non-Binary Advocacy Caucus in the Wisconsin Assembly. I need to talk to those folks. So here we are. And I'm wa- so tell me about T-Panic. When did it get started? You know, what are you guys doing? Uh, well, we, uh, we're, both new. we're both new to the Assembly. And so as freshmen or first-termers, first years um we we realized that we both are parents of transgender children and having that um that experience is a little different than being um just a member of the lgbtq community and also it's different i mean it's a different perspective and we knew that we could better advocate for our children for um, transgender children all across our state um, by forming this caucus uh, and advocating for issues that are important to transgender children and to families that help their kids through this. So d- did you just get started this, this year? Yes. Yep. We uh, decided to form the caucus so that we could advocate on behalf of transgender children throughout our states um, and be a resource um, for pushing back against the hateful rhetoric. Okay. And are, th- are there other members besides yourselves? 
we're hoping to get some soon. So I, I, ideally, we, we'd love to welcome a, uh, a transgender uh, elected, you know, either in the Senate or the Assembly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is. I mean, it's, uh, it's a unique position to be uh, the parent of a, a trans child, especially in 2023, with, with so much legislation, you know, nationally. Um, and unfortunately, now uh, at the state level, too, uh, stacked against them. It is difficult enough to... to uh, you know, to struggle with that, uh, and it's uh, compounded with the the idea that there are um, adults who wake up in the morning and decide that it's a good idea to attack uh, our uh, you know trans brothers and sisters and children, um, and uh, somehow make that part of their identity in their uh, their fundraising. Oh joy! Mm. Uh, so it's the two of you right now are the caucus. And you're ho- you would be delighted to welcome new members. Um, do you have plans for legislation, um, things like that? Yes, we are working on a package of legislation that addresses some of the issues that have made it harder for um, transgender people throughout our states um, to be their authentic selves. Um, Issues that include like name changing or changing the gender marker on your birth certificate, Um, just and being able to access care. Those are all bills that we're working on right now. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I mean, my my experience as a as a teacher, uh, I think factors into into some of this too. I, as a you know, as a high school teacher, uh, I was often the first person to know when a student was pregnant or when a student came out. Um, and uh, I think it's it's been really difficult to see some of the Republican legislation that that's come through. Uh, the last piece of it, in, in fact, would provide uh, you know criminal penalties, criminal and civil penalties for teachers who use. Uh, a student's preferred pronouns if they're not the ones that a, that a parents want. Uh, and I can tell you that as a, a, you know, a teacher who's been privy to some of that, that information, the uh, incredible difference it makes to students to have a caring adult in their lives mm-hmm. that they feel comfortable going to. And in many cases, students had a, 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 good, you know, a good home life, but they were, they were testing it out on me because right. they, they knew that I would listen uh, and, and they wanted to make sure that it was okay before they talk to their own parents. Well, and that's a massive responsibility, but they, that, that's one of the pieces of legislation that we're looking at too, is, is ensuring that right, that, that, that teachers can, can be there for students you know, when they need it the most. I, be, a, be kind of a, a sounding board before you, mm-hmm. because once you come out to your parents, then it may, you know, there's, there's different ways that that can go. Um, my own parents were loving and accepting when I came out as gay, but I had a high school classmate whose parents threw him out of the house, mm, right. you know, and at, you know, 17. And so, you know, a sounding board that. is good. I, I really hate that that um, happens to to kids um, for, for, you know, coming out to someone that they hope will trust them, right? Like that they trust. Um, and I know with my own kid um that that it was nerve-wracking for him i mean to because you want to be validated as your true self um i think and unfortunately some of his friends 
didn't have as good of an experience either were so deathly afraid of coming out to their parents but they had that space at school where they were accepted by their friends um and you know that can make all the difference so i really appreciate uh what my colleague ryan was saying about having the safe space at school uh, because it is so important to our kids mental health i mean there's studies and statistics that show that having like one accepting adult in your life makes a huge difference as far as you know how you feel about going on with life um you know suicide is a real issue for lots of different people in the lgbtq world especially young people and we're here to say young people it does get better it does. um there is life after high school and it does get better and really one of the reasons i wanted to have both of you here is to just send up a signal to our trans youth trans people in wisconsin you know we do have this hateful legislation proposed out there but we have allies in the state assembly also and and we have allies on our county boards and our city councils we have allies in government that you know are, gonna, are working to make things better so definitely and that's what the caucus is about to show that we are here standing up for our transgender youth and that you're exactly right that things will get better high school isn't the be-all end-all um and i uh i was happy to make it through too <laughs> things got much better out of high school so yep. hang in there <laughs> yep so there is legislation that's been introduced in wisconsin it's very similar to legislation that's been introduced in other places in the country um i don't want to dwell on this a whole lot because it seems hateful and poisonous but i just wonder if you could kind of outline what the the bills that are out there will would would do yeah i mean w we've seen i think four pieces of legislation so far uh from from the republicans uh some of them dealt with uh you know not allowing you know trans uh, students either at the high school or the college level to participate in organized sports uh you know the the most recent one that we saw was a really broad and kind of wide-ranging piece of legislation and, and that one among other things uh, you know, prevented uh, teachers from using the preferred pronouns of, of their students. Um, I, I think perhaps the one that, that was the most damaging was a, uh, a, a ban or a potential ban. Uh, all of these have been vetoed. Um, it was a, a potential ban on uh, gender-affirming care. Uh, and that one was, uh, I mean, all of them were, were really horrific, but I, I think the, the, the part that I do want to dwell on and that I do want to bring up is the amazing uh, advocacy around defeating all of these things. And uh, what, what we saw was uh, these ghouls flying in from across the country giving testimony because just like, like you noted, the, the legislation here is not unique, but neither are the proponents of it. There are people who wake up in the morning and their entire identity is pushing anti-trans legislation. And they fly around from state to state giving testimony. Um, and every time those folks showed up in the Capitol, we had you know, four or six or eight times as many people against all of these pieces of hateful legislation um, that time and time again stood up and said, no, this is not what Wisconsin is. This is not what we're about. And they gave incredibly 
I mean, tear-jerking, heart-rending, compelling testimony. Um, and it landed. And, you know, we, we heard it. My concern is that that is emotionally draining for the folks doing that, and that many of them have shown up now four times and right. told different parts of their story. But uh, it's necessary work. I, I hope that our Republican colleagues will realize how badly they've been beaten on this and how damaging even the idea of bringing this legislation uh, up is. Uh, and and we'll stop and we'll have some shred of humanity for uh, for the folks that are uh, going to be that would be impacted by this if these things were not vetoed. So have you heard from your family members or other people in the community how they, you know, like what, what is their reaction to, I, I mean, like, uh, was uh, Madison Alder, Dina Nina Martinez used to be a host of this very show and um, she was on Query a little while after Dane County passed the Sanctuary Dan ban and she had been at that hearing or at the, at the Dane County hearing and said that some of the commentary was just so hateful she had to leave the room. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the Madison resolution w didn't have quite as much of that kind of stuff. No, uh, so being on the Dane County board, yeah, it was quite the, quite the amount of testimony, um, both for and against. And I think some of the same people that have testified in the state assembly from out of state came to our Dane County board meeting too, uh, because we did have somebody on our county board that um, uh, was able to get the word out. I think and really. Uh, uh, feed into the fear mongering, so to speak. Um, and but I watched the city council meeting just like five days later, and there wasn't any pushback at all. None of the same hate there. Um, there's been communities throughout Dane County that have passed the same resolution in their communities, saying that their community is a trans sanctuary, uh, and there hasn't been any pushback at all. And so it was just, it's, it's about fear-mongering, right? Like that's, it's about othering people. It's about um, just trying to have control over someone else. And um, like Dane County is, is amazing in that we, we stand up for people and we move things forward that help our, um, those that are, you know, marginalized. Uh, so I'm, I was, while that meeting was difficult, um, I, I was proud of our county board for standing in support of our transgender community. And even though it's hard um, to have people come out and testify, like I feel for the people that share their personal stories with us and, and in some levels, right, it doesn't seem fair that they have to, like these are personal stories that, <clears throat> Like they're sharing them because they know that it will help others to feel okay about sharing their story or be okay with themselves um, to know that it's okay to be transgender and not feel like you're the gender that you were assigned at birth, um, to know that, that other people are like you. Um, and so the, the, the love that was in the... Um, 
people watching that were waiting to testify when someone would testify and share their story they'd get hugs when they came off um so just the love that was there despite all the hate um is is one of the things that i love about this community um and at the state level what our caucus did too was have a room available for our our lgbtq community those that came out to testify so that they could wait in there in a safe space or they could um, know where to go next, find what they need, or just have a place to calm, be calm and um, just share with others. Uh, and so I found that really uplifting despite the heaviness of the day too. And I, I really want to thank uh, Supervisor and Rep uh, Ratcliffe for, for pioneering that uh, trans uh, sanctuary uh, legislation in Dane County, because uh, that, that same legislation, I mean, almost word for word, uh, we, we were able to pass in Milwaukee County. And it, it really laid the groundwork for, I think, the resistance at the state, because you had people at the county level coalescing around this issue. And there was just a, a tremendous amount of love and acceptance during that, despite the fact that there were so many people there that were there for just the opposite. Um, but those coalitions had already formed and kind of coalesced, and it was amazing to see them then pivot uh, so that when, when this hit us at the state, uh, folks were ready for it, um, to the extent that you can be ready for hateful attacks like this. Yeah. I just want to note that I would also like to thank Supervisor Rick Rose, who, was, who, who more spearheaded it uh, at the county level, but uh, I was part of the group that was put it forward, and I shared it with Rep Clancy, Rep and Supervisor Clancy. <laughs> uh, super Rep or Reprovisor, yes, please. Reprovisor, yeah. Yes, Reprovisor, yes. Super like Reprovisor. Super rep. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I did speak with Rick Rose um, at the end of July or the beginning of August about that sanctuary resolution here in Dane County, and, and one of the things that it's not on my plan list of topics, but uh -oh. is uh, I just, you know, the thing is, like at the county level, the enforcement part is we have to ask the sheriff to not enforce any laws that might come into play. And that's not the strongest position. Right. It's not as strong as a position as I would like to see. Right. And so that's why at the state level, we have you guys putting hopefully so, well, you know, when the when it comes around, you'll put some legislation out there to support gender affirming care, to support people's right to be who they are, right. and and you know, uh, when when Governor Dreyfus in 1982 signed the what we call the gay rights law, outlawing uh, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, he talked about the right to privacy being a key Republican value and nothing was more private than who you love and who you live with. And you know that was part of his signing statement when he signed that bill into law. And I just, I'm like, I don't understand. And I, I don't like to speculate about people's motives because you never know what's going on inside of their head. But like, I don't even know if it's worth talking about why people think that they need to be in other people's business so deeply. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds to me like uh, many Republicans, I mean, folks on the other side of the aisle, think that they're getting political points by trying to dunk on trans folks. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, 
you know, like I, I spend a fair amount of time in rural areas of the state that have, you know, Republican uh, representatives or senators. I don't see that hate and I don't see that intolerance in their residents, but I do see it in their representatives. And that is frustrating. Um, uh, I was going to add something to that and I got distracted. Um, well, one, you know, one of the things that hopefully will bring it back to your mind is, you know, Back in the day when, and, and I'm still not completely secure about my rights as a gay man in the United States. Um, Justice Thomas suggested that uh, the marriage equality be reconsidered. Um, but, you know, it's pretty, I'm pretty good as a white guy here in Wisconsin. But one of the strategies, anyway, here's what I was trying to get at, is one of the strategies that was both political and personal was coming out. It was, you know, it was both a personal act and a political act, you know, so your family would know that they had a gay person in their family or a lesbian in their family. Um, and when a whole bunch of us did it, our elected representatives knew that there were gay and lesbian people in their, in their districts. And, and it not only was kind of like a political calculation, but it was also a personal thing like, you know, we all came out, and there was gay and lesbian people in Republican families and Democratic families. And I'm just wondering if, you know, if this is kind of a strategy that you think might help change hearts and minds at the Capitol, uh, or, you know, or how, how can something like this... Uh, thank you. That did bring back what I had thought of. Um, like everyone knows someone who is transgender, mm -hmm. even if you think that you don't. And if you don't think that you know someone who is transgender, it's because they don't want you to know, mm -hmm. right? Like they don't feel like they'll be accepted. Um, and so I think what you're saying, Bill, is exactly right. The more that you, that, that someone is confronted with reality that transgender people have always been here they are here um even though you think that they aren't just like gay and lesbian um as well like to know that oh you're part of my family there's nothing scary about you like why do i why do i try to push this hate on uh, about you when you're the nicest person that i know that I think that really did help the LGBTQ community and the um, gay rights and the Marriage Equality Act um, going forward. So it is about strength and numbers. And unfortunately, though, I'd like to get to a point where, like, you aren't coming out. It's just normal for everybody to just state what they are instead. Like, it shouldn't be the norm that you're cisgender and heterosexual. Like we should all just have to say what we are instead of the onus being put, in, being put on someone who is gay to say it. Hmm. All right. And I, I, I can't imagine being a Republican and sitting in committee and listening to the incredibly compelling stories of all these trans folks and advocates and then voting for that legislation. Yeah. But that is, that is what is happening. I, I, one of my colleagues from across the aisle approached me a couple of days after uh, that that legislation uh, went through 
um, and said, you know, I, I, I see where you're coming from on that, right? I wouldn't want, you know, medical care for my child to be limited in that way. And he's like, and I kind of see where you are. It's kind of like the abortion thing. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want somebody dictating that to me. And I was like, right, right, that makes sense. Then how are you going to vote? He's like, well, I'm, I'm still going to vote for it. As if that's a given, as if, as if they, they have to separate out their vote from what they know to be true and right. Because they're enthralled to their cause. Yep. Yep. Well, and like it brings up a bigger political issue, though, that that I think is beyond what we want to talk about tonight. But I mean, gerrymandering is really quite uh, the reason why we have such a uh, difference in our parties with the Republicans having almost a supermajority in the assembly, even though more than 50 percent vote for statewide for Democrats. And there's no talking between the parties, between the caucuses, between Republicans and Democrats, because Republicans don't have to talk they don't to have us. To. No. And that's because of gerrymandering and the maps not being fair. So. Well, and I did kind of. We only got a few minutes left, um, but I, you know, I was hoping. I mean, that's that's where it's at. Is the gerrymandering is. I sometimes I say it's. Uh, we, we've gerrymandered our democracy within an inch of its life because mm. um, they aren't fair maps and they're, uh, you know, it, all voices are not represented fairly in the state legislature or in, or in our congressional delegation either. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But hopefully that'll change uh, soon depending on what happens with the lawsuit, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully, yeah. It happened in Michigan. Um, they they had a lawsuit. They got their their lines redrawn, and they have a um, Democratic majority in both houses of their legislature for the first time in 40 years. And they've been making some amazing progressive legislation as well. It's hard not to be jealous with uh, Minnesota and Illinois and uh, Michigan on our borders as a Wisconsin state legislature. But uh, hopefully we'll get there. Bring back the days of fighting Bob. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> fighting Clancy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, where do we where do we go from here? What, you know, is there a strategy for the people? Do we do we come out to our legislators? What do we, you know, like what what's the next step here? We keep fighting. We keep fighting for what, for the rights of everybody. I mean, that's ultimately what's the saying: if one of us aren't free, none of us are free. Right. Um, and if one of us doesn't have rights, then none of us have rights. So we're gonna keep fighting for the rights of transgender uh, youth, for transgender people throughout our state. And keep turning up. Yes. That's right. So showing up at those hearings mm -hmm. was a, a really good thing. Very much. All right. Well, the swelling music in the background lets <laughs> us know that we are almost out of time. I want to thank my guests for this evening, Representative Ryan Clancy of Milwaukee, Representative Melissa Ratcliffe of Cottage Grove, co-chairs of the Transgender Parent and, Transgender Parent and Non-Binary Advocacy Caucus. Thank you so much for having us. My pleasure, my honor. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Uh, thank Jade Iseri Ramos, our engineer. Thank my good neighbor, Mr. Smith, for getting the word out the old-fashioned way. 
Um, stay tuned for This Way Out, an amazing LGBTQ international news program, Guilty Pleasures, Rock on Espanol, and Phil Live on the Air, and all the other programming you'll find here on WORT 89.9 FM, Madison. dance with a giant uterus are you determined to keep antiquated abortion laws off our bodies celebrate and fight for reproductive freedom for all wisconsinites saturday november 18th at the majestic theater this is wendy schneider from the band howler and spokesperson for the giant uterus i'm cat capillaro disco mama for vo5 and i'm nicole gruder your mistress of ceremonies on november 18th this live music event presented by FPC Live features local disco dynamos, VO5, and dark rockers Howler with speakers, a raffle, tabling by local organizations, and much more. Proceeds benefit WMF, a nonprofit supporting abortion access for Wisconsin residents. That's Howler and VO5 with the giant uterus on Saturday, November 18th. Doors at 7, shows at 8. This all-ages show is presented by FPC Live and sponsored by your favorite community radio station, WORT 89.9 FM. We were giddy, absolutely elated, exhilarated with happiness. It's obviously an historic day, November 18th, 2003, because finally all families in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts will have the opportunity to be equal families. I am in no quick hurry to condone the action of the Massachusetts Supreme Court. I think it flies in the face of what we know in Massachusetts as marriage. And I'm happy to tell the world, she said, yes. <laughs> 